So one of the reasons I created the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast way back on September 2nd, 2015. Yes, I have that date memorized. A big reason is that in the districts where I served, our conversations really revolved around academics, attendance, discipline, all important things, right? As a school leader. But those are like the outputs, right? Those are the lag indicators. And And I was curious, you know, there's the business of school, the operations of school that help you elevate student performance and have high attendance and low discipline. And so things that I was interested in were like, how do you actually craft a meaningful vision that exists, that people know, are excited about, right, and guides the work of the school? I had other questions too, but that was an important one to me. And today's guest, Ben Jones, is great at vision. He has his core team, and it's really been infused, you know, throughout the staff. And so he's here today to talk about vision and other things. And I think, well, I know you're going to love this uh, episode. So, hey, it's Danny, Chief Ruckus Maker at Better Leaders, Better Schools. This show is for ruckus makers, which means you invest in your continuous growth, you challenge the status quo, and you design the future of school now. We'll be back with the main content of today's episode after some quick messages from our show sponsors. Learn how to successfully navigate change, shape your school's success, and lead your teams with Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership. Get world-class Harvard faculty research specifically adapted for pre-K through 12 schools. Self-paced online professional development that fits your schedule. Get started at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. With TeachFX, teachers are creating classrooms that are alive with conversation. Their app gives teachers insights into high-level practices like how much student talk happened, which questions got students talking, It's eye-opening for teachers and scales the impact of coaches and principals and ruckus makers. Start your free pilot today at teachfx.com slash BLBS. If executive functioning skills are integral to student success, then why aren't they taught explicitly and consistently in classrooms? I have no idea. I have no idea why that doesn't happen. But what I do know is that our friends over at Organized Binder have created a new course that will teach your teachers how to set up students for success via executive functioning skills. Learn more at organizedbinder.com slash go. This is a real treat for me, Ruckus Maker, to, to record this episode. I'm connecting with a friend, Ben Jones, who I've known for years. And Ben was so kind. He brought me out to Forsyth County to speak to principals. I think it's, we're assistant principals there too. I don't remember. Was it both? Yeah. So it was like all leadership and it was like, I'll call it mid-career for me, you know? Now I have so many more reps, you know, under my belt in terms of speaking. So thanks for giving me a shot back then. This is, I feel like it was a lifetime ago. But anyways, I'm just a big fan of Ben. And you guys will all see why in a second. He's just a genuine, like, the real deal and an awesome ruckus maker. So it's my honor to introduce you, Ben Jones, who's a husband, father, educator. He's uh, been in education 19 years, proud principal of Shiloh Point Elementary School. Huge dogs fan too, right? So like they're doing pretty good. 
No doubt. Yeah, we're recording. We don't know what's going to happen for this year's national championship, but at least as it stands, they are still the champs. And I don't know. Do you think you're a bigger fan of the dogs or Los Rios? Well, they're both my favorite of whatever of restaurant <laughs> and football team. Oh, yeah. it's tough. I love the Los Rios. I'm telling you. Yeah. Shout out but, to Tabo at Los Rios. He's one of my favorite waiters. Tabo is the man, by the way. He's the man. And so that, it's sort of an inside joke. But when I was there in the speak, Ben was so kind and brought me out and some of his colleagues to dinner at his favorite spot. And I don't remember who I've connected with a number of folks that live in that general area. And I've mentioned Los Rios and there, and people are like, yeah, that's the place. So I see why you love it so much. And I did enjoy my time there. So this might be one of the longer intros ever, but Ben, welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So I promised Ruckus Makers, we're going to get into education and leadership. But before that, we are going to give Derek a really hard time because I guess Derek is an Ohio State fan. Is that true? It is. Yeah, my friend, Derek Kirshen, he's now the human resource director in our county. Big Ohio State. And, you know, I haven't really talked to him much about it since the last game. But he was with us at Los Rios a few years ago. You know, he, I'm glad he's going to hear this. This is great. This yes. is great. Go dogs. Go, all Go dogs. And uh, so, Derek, we want to give you a hard time. Uh, if you're a Buckeyes fan, you know, continue to listen. You give us some grace and forgive us because this show is going to be great. But yeah, if you're not a football, like, what are these guys talking about? I think it was 42-41. Is that right? Like 42-41, last second, missed field goal by Ohio State, had us win. Yeah. So this show, I think, is releasing in March. Hopefully the sting has worn off for you guys. But, you know, they're they're both two powerful programs and have bright futures in front of them. All right, so... Speaking of the future, I think you're you're really into vision, right, Ben? And about a year and a half ago, you created your core team and created a vision for your school. And can you just, can you talk a little bit about first what that vision is? And I'd like to hear too, like, what was your process coming up with it as well? No, super proud to come into school like Shiloh Point and actually yeah. ridding on Derek a little bit. Derek was the principal of Shiloh Point before I got there. And so okay. he, nominal educator himself and a phenomenal leader. And so I was able just to come in and pick right up where he had worked for four years doing some amazing things. So very fortunate for that. And in that process, you know, as you go in as a new principal at a new school, you spend some time learning about the people in the building, about building relationships with people about all of those things, what the school is all about and where you can take them because that's really the role of the leader. You find people where they are and take them where they can, as far as they can go. And so, so we did that. And then it was, I'll never forget it. It was, it was going to be March 13th, 2020 was when I was really ready to step in and step up to really casting my vision, what I believe Shiloh Point could do, what their, what the future I thought was for them and have that conversation with core team. And that was the day in Georgia where everything shut down for COVID. And so we had to pause that um, conversation and do what everyone did during that time and work with that, handle that tough situation like it was all over the world. And so had to put a pause on a little bit of that, but we were still able to talk with the core team as the core team, which a core team is consists of our administrators, uh, our coaches, our instructional coaches, and our counselors. And so we were able to do that all come together. And as the two years of COVID, you know, any kind of crisis you've ever been through, like we all were a part of, you grow, either you grow apart or you grow closer. And we certainly grew closer uh, during this time as a core team. 
during that time, we were having conversations like, where do you want Shallow Point to be once we're out of all of this? Right. And so it was, I believe, Mar- it was 2021 that spring. And we really got together and really started talking about as a core team what we wanted our vision to be for Shallow Point. We've always been a home of the mind, body, and spirit with really a big focus on just whole child, right? And that's always been what Shallow Point um, has been. But really, we just kind of cast, we call it our vision. I think most of you would probably call it a more of a mission than a vision. Our vision is really the home for the mind, body, and spirit. And I think, but our, we call it our vision is just, we want to build resilient and joyful learners who are self-motivated and empowered to succeed through and in what they encounter in life. Uh, we want to build capacity in our students to advocate for, monitor, and challenge their own learning and emotional well-being uh, in order to reach their highest potential. And so that's what we've been focused on. And we've been doing that. And so we, I called myself the chief repeating officer for a year. Every staff meeting, every time I met with grade levels, every time I did anything, it didn't matter what it was. LSC meeting, local school council meetings, PTO meetings, I literally said the vision, showed the vision, said the vision, showed the vision, said the vision, showed the vision. We talked a lot about interdependence and what that meant because we all have these different skills and, you know, you don't want to be independent and we don't want to be the same. You want to be interdependent. We talked about the Constellation Mindset, which is from a book. And now I can't remember the title of the book, but the Constellation Mindset basically said, expect to be needed, expect to need others and expect to be changed. And, you know, we taught, we continue to talk about that interdependence piece. And so as we moved into this past summer, we brought our one collaborative team, which is like our big leadership team made of staff from around the building. And we continue to talk about the vision, but really, okay, we've talked about it for a year. Now what? So it was a so what, now what moment. And we talked about how we put this into action. What we led them through was at our collaborative leadership retreat, we literally created like a workbook basically on how to create agreements into for our vision. So it was all these different processes that we went through, these steps that we went through, pulled a lot of stuff from a lot of different places just to, for protocol, for how people to talk and to think. But ultimately, we came to, and I have it, right? It's hard to see. I know it's the podcast, but it's five different. It's our agreement for Shallow. So we have five different things. And the point is like, what is going to lead us? What do we agree is going to lead us to our vision? So we have relationship building. We have class meetings, success criteria, zones of regulation, which is actually a, an emotional well-being program in reflection. And so it's very specific and shallow point, right? But it's specific and it means something to our people, right? And each of these different themes have some indicators underneath it and we talk about it. And so in our meetings, one-on-ones with our teachers, we talk about what, what agreement is happening most in your class? Which one do we need to continue to support? And so, you know, really getting that buy-in was huge from our staff. And I just love what we're already seeing in classrooms based off of the creation of these agreements. And so we're super excited about where we're going, shallow point with our vision. There's so much gold there that I want to review and hopefully I can remember everything and it's okay. You know, I guess it's a leadership lesson. Be okay with not covering it all, right? Like right. there's always another right. chance. So, oh, so much good stuff. One, one would be that you just, you obviously have it dialed in, you know? the vision and the agreements. And I don't know, I actually forget the guy's name too. I remember the last name was Weiner, but a former CEO of LinkedIn, what I learned from him, he said, uh, people, until you get sick, like as a leader, when you get that moment, like, oh my God, I just can't see this another time. Right. According to him, 
that's actually the first time people start hearing it. So that for some people is a mindset shift. It's like, whoa, until you hit the point where you're like super annoyed and I just want to do something new, your people I haven't even listened, right? So repeat, way to go on modeling that. I love the visual, right? So you have the agreements there. I don't know if you got that from Pat Lencioni or somebody else, but he talks about building, you know, building a playbook for your team. And so just like, because football coaches, you see that, right? Your dog's fan, they got the plays right there. Those are your plays. You know what I mean? That's the agreements. That's how we exist, what we do at Shuttle Point. And so, and then did you catch Ruckus Maker that then brings these agreements into the conversations, right? That just, they happen in the halls, you know, evaluation or whatever, informal, formal, but how are these things living out, right? In your classroom. I'm curious as a follow-up question, have you seen your faculty, right? Like obviously you do it, but have you seen that spread out through the faculty where they're having conversations like, hey, how could we do this agreement thing a little bit better? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think one of the things where we've been focused on a lot, is the third thing we kind of, t- kind of talked about agreements is success criteria. We've been talking about success criteria for years and years and years at Shiloh Point. Nobody, it was, we were struggling to put action to it, right? Well, people are talking about it now. Now it's an agreement, right? And we talked, interesting, Danny, we talked a lot about what to call these, right? Some people would call, in other schools I've been at, they've been non-negotiables. In other schools I've been at, they've been expectations. We said, no, it's going to be agreements, right? We're going to agree this work. But yeah, you know, it's really cool when people start, your staff starts talking back to you in the things you've been saying to them. When you think they, you're tired of saying it, like you said, but now they're speaking the vision back to you. They're speaking the agreements back to you. They're speaking the constellation mindset back to you. It's really kind of cool. It's getting there. We, you know, always still a lot of work and a lot of room to go and a lot of room to grow, but our teachers recognize that. And I think they're motivated by it. So it's really cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Well, they're taking ownership of it all, right? And they're making it their own. And I'm going to kind of give a high level, just real short teaching here. And it has to do with like sort of business and marketing too, but it's exactly what you're doing as well at your school. People that listen to this show, they all know like the brand, the flag is ruckus making, right? And folks know what that means. Investing in your continuous growth, challenging the status quo, designing the future school now. So who the, like the hero in the ideal principle for me, they're the ruckus maker. Another thing that you can also identify as powerful is like, who do we not want to be, right? Like who's the quote unquote enemy? And about, I don't know, even just three months ago, I came up with this idea. I don't know if you've seen it in my writing and stuff, but it's called a play it safe principle, right? Like, ooh, those are the bad guys. They're the ones who just protect traditions that aren't even serving their kids anymore. And you don't question if this stuff is still working or whatever, they're not evolving education. Well, I'll tell you what, Ben, and the ruckus maker, I got an email yesterday and person was saying, hey, I missed this replay, this awesome training you did. And I just, I'm doing my best to not be a play at safe principal. And uh, I almost like lost my mind just because re- I haven't even been using it that long and it's already caught, right? So the agreements, you know, who are you trying to become, the aspirations, who's the opposite of that, the uh, enemy, so to speak, define what I'm saying is define that for your school and that kind of thing. Is there anything else I want to follow up with where we're at? You know, you talked about how the school is already operating at a high level. If you could go back to when you took over the school like four years ago or from the loser Ohio State fan, Derek, but he's a great, you know, great principal, a great leader. 
but in Ohio State. Great principle. Yes, absolutely. Let's actually give him some positives here and encourage him. Can you remember some things that he did in terms of passing the baton to you that were just like really meaningful and helped you like almost quick start as a principal there? Absolutely. And you know, Derek now is our human resource director and he's talked a lot about this because he was, first of all, he cared so much about Shallow Point that he wanted the transition to be well. He had no pride in any of that, right? It was a completely selfless act. But I mean, the day after I got named, he basically said, okay, get your calendar out. When are you coming over here? When are you coming to walk around with me? When are we going to sit down and talk? All of these kinds of things. And I mean, he was so intentional about that transition piece. And I mean, I was over there all the time. Like I still had my AP job I still had to do. It was the middle of testing, right? And I was a testing coordinator. But still, every moment I had, he welcomed me over. And every time I came over, he he shared something new with me about Shiloh Point that I needed to know. He was so good about just giving me that what I needed at that time. And, you know, he's even, and I've told him, like, you need to, you got to write up what you did and why you did and how intentional you were. It was so helpful. No, I could not have been anywhere near where we are today without his support at that time and what he did for me and just, um, and everything he set up. You know, I talk about quarantine. That's not, that's nothing I set up. He had that set up already. We've just continued to move forward with it. And so super appreciative of him for doing that. Yeah. And Derek, thank you for letting us, you know, Ribby a little bit, uh, sort of unfair because he's not here to defend himself. But I will extend an invitation to the uh, BLBS podcast because if you want to unpack with me how you set up passing the baton to Ben, I think that would really benefit, you know, a lot of ruckus makers listening. And so, uh, and you could make fun of me because I'm an Illinois fan and, you know, Ohio State, Illinois, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff we could talk about there. So anyways, I'll just leave that there. Very cool. Ben, I'm enjoying We could talk literally for two hours and it'll go by like in five minutes, but we need to pause here really quick for some messages from our sponsors. When we get back, I do actually want to talk about the core team a little bit more. And I want to talk about this idea of teaching sprints. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is proudly sponsored by Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership. I know many mastermind members and many ruckus makers who listen to this show that have gone through the program and have loved the experience. But don't just take it from me. Let's hear how some of the Harvard faculty describe the impact and their heart for this program. I want ruckus makers to remember that leaders have so much power in enabling other leaders and adults and students in their building. They are the levers. They are the levers that allow greatness to happen in all corners of their schools. Learn more about the program and apply at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. You know what student engagement sounds like? Students ask questions. They build on each other's ideas. The classroom's alive with conversation. Creating that kind of classroom is much easier said than done. TeachFX helps teachers make it happen. Their AI provides teachers with insights into high leverage teaching practices like how much student talk happened, which questions got students talking. TeachFX is like giving each teacher their own on-demand instructional coach to help them boost student engagement in learning as well as their own. It's eye-opening for teachers and scales the impact of every coach and principal. 
Ruckus makers can start a free pilot with your teachers today. Go to teachfx.com slash BLBS to launch a free pilot for your school. Again, start that free pilot by visiting teachfx.com slash BLBS today. If your students are struggling to stay focused and your teachers are showing signs of burnout, you need to act now. The good news is that there's a path forward. It is possible to lay the foundation for learning and to re-energize your teachers, and that's found in executive functioning skills. When students get practice with these skills, they can better self-regulate and they are more successful academically. Our friends at Organized Binder have released a new self-paced course that will teach you how to teach these executive functioning skills and set your students up for success. The goal of this course is to help your students be more successful and get teachers back to the work they are called to do. Learn more at organizedbinder.com slash go. Help your students be more successful and get your teachers back to the work they're called to at organizedbinder.com slash go. All right. We're back with uh, one of my favorite ruckus makers in the world, Ben Jones, and we're having a blast talking all things leadership. Hopefully you're as inspired and energized as I am just hearing about how fired up Ben is with vision work at Shallow Point, uh, his school. But I mentioned before the break, you know, I wanted to hear a little bit more about the core team and from my understanding, okay, Derek started that and that's super cool. You've fanned the flame, you know, you've continued the good work and have built on those successes. So can you unpack for us maybe just a few ways you approach this core team and what you do to just see that momentum? Sure. Well, you know, one thing we do is we make our time together sacred. We meet every day from 8 to 10 o'clock in the morning and that's a sacred time. No one else, you can't schedule meetings. I mean, every once in a while, something happens, we get it, you know, kids in crisis, the teachers in crisis, whatever. And that happens very rarely. But other than that, it's a sacred time. We meet together. I'm very intentional about setting an agenda for the meeting. Anybody can add to the agenda always, but we certainly have a framework for that. And one of the things we really started to do over the years, which was a little different, you know, trying to, like you said, make that connection so much because it's so important was um, we kick off with a connect question and we really just go around and share. And sometimes they're kind of serious and sometimes they're just ridiculously sure. silly, you know, but it's just having that connection and spending that time together. But it's really just doing the work with each other and really just focused in and honing in that. No decision at Shiloh Point is made in isolation. I don't make hardly any. 99% of my decisions are not made in isolation. They're made with the core team, with other members of the core team. There's just no way, right? And so, you know, I was thinking the other day, I was telling somebody this. I was like, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, we're... We're so collaborative. We're doing such a good job just working together. And we argue, right? We have disagreements. We, you know, it's not always like, it's not all rainbows and unicorns all the time. But that's the beautiful part about it because we're we're so close because we really are intentional about connecting with each other. And if I can say anything, that's one of the great things that we've kind of worked hard together as a group to really do, to be intentional about connecting. And so, I mean, we, again, there's no decision made in isolation at Shallow Point. It's always collaborative, always a collaborative decision. Brilliant. Cool. I don't know if we could get super practical, if you're able to think on the spot, but can you think of one serious question you might ask as a connect question, what one of those silly ones could be? Yeah. So let me think. We've, we've often talked about, 
think some of the more serious questions we talked about has to do with our families, right? Like, you know, who's the family member you look up to the most? I remember that one because it got real. It revealed a lot about all of us, right? Because you know, we're so busy, right? But we often don't dig in that deep yeah. to our families. And, right, right. You know, people were talking about family members who they looked up to and had maybe passed away. Or, you know, mine was like my grandfather who actually did just pass away. He was 95 years old, lived an amazing life, was completely selfless person, dedicated his life to others through his work with the Salvation Army. And, you know, I look up to him every day. Nobody knew about me yet. And we worked yeah, together for yeah. three or four years. We knew about my sure. papa, you know? And so, yeah. and then silly ones like, gosh, they've been, I think I do more silly ones than I probably do serious ones. I may need to shift that. But I think some of the silly ones, I mean, goofy stuff, like, you know, you know, stuff with, usually it's always around food too. Like, what's your favorite food around the holiday times? You know, there's been all sorts of goofy ones that we've talked about that just got us laughing. Some that you would, I would think were more serious. They turned out goofy, but you know, just, I just, you know, Google the great thing, find some great ones, put them on there. But you know, it's lots of fun. We have fun with that and really connect. Sweet. Do you mind if I share one you might steal and the ruckus maker listening could steal too? Yeah. Cool. So this comes from the D school in Stanford. I think the book's called Creative Acts for Creative Leaders. I don't know, something like that. And they call it the world's best warm-up routine. So it is, it's three questions. But what they do is you, you take your team. So it could be the core team, it could be your entire staff. First, it's just partners, right? And you tell the story of your name, right? And uh, how'd you get your name? Maybe it's your name after Papa, right? Or for me... In Chicago in 1978, the year I was born, air conditioning wasn't a common thing in everybody's home. So my mom is like super duper pregnant, right? And uncomfortable because like she's ready to get me out. And so the places that are air conditioned, restaurants, malls, movie theaters. So she asked her sister, hey, bring me to a movie. So 1978 summer, you know, what movie did they see? They saw Grease, right? I don't know if you know this story. And she thought... Danny Zuko. And she thought John Travolta was so hot. <laughs> she named me Daniel after Danny Zuko. So, you know, I modeled that and that's the story of my name. You might have a story like that or maybe not, but that's part one. Give each person three minutes, right? Part two, and the cool thing about this greatest warm-up, there's playfulness and then it gets very serious. So then part two, this is very playful. It's silly. It's stupid. It's then you put people in together, groups of four, you know, and you basically say, the zombies are here, right? We're in trouble. How are you going to help humanity survive? Like what skill do you bring to this group that's going to help humanity survive, right? And people talk, they laugh, and then you can share. And it's kind of stupid and fun. So you've lowered the walls by having the silliness. Then you hit them with an extremely real question, which is this. And it's the same group that just had the silliness, right? So don't change the group. Then you say, okay, how are you known, in your case, at Shallow Point, Right. And then how would you like to be known at Shallow Point? Ooh, can you see how serious that would get? You know, but and imagine what you might hear from your team. So I want to offer that to you and, you know, to everybody listening. That's a really cool, cool warm up. So, all right. Um, last question before we get to the ones I ask everybody. Yeah. Just talk to me a bit about teacher sprints, something you learned, I guess, from Lizzie. Good old Spike. Spike. So, you know, I'm, I'm in the guiding principles mastermind assistant goodness, a couple of years now. And so Liz, the, the mastermind, was just talking you know, very quickly about this book and these 
this thing she was trying to implement at her school called Teaching Sprints. And I was super intrigued because one of the things that I thought was kind of, um, I was struggling with was watching our professional learning community at our school talk a lot and read and learn a lot, which is not bad. I think that's great. But there was not a lot of action happening. Nothing was really changing in the classroom. And we were certainly not impacting students like we probably could. And so I was looking for something that could help with that. Well, teaching sprints, Lizzie started talking about it. I reached back out to her, circled back later and got some more information from her. It's a book, a very short book, very easy read, very practical read. But basically, it's exactly what it says. It's short, little six to eight week sprints where you hyper focus on one thing you can change in your classroom that's going to make an impact on kids. It's very teacher empowering. Teachers have autonomy to come together as a group and figure out what it is based off of some kind of data, what they need to do. So you spend a a week or so doing that. Then you determine your action. And then every week you spend 10 to 15 minutes in a stand-up meeting in a circle, basically, talking about how it's going, what you're doing, what you're changing. You do that for four to five weeks. And at the very end, you come back and you reflect. Is this something that really had impact? Where is the impact? Where is the data to prove it? And do we keep going with it? And so it was really cool because we, this was last year around this time, I guess. It certainly was around this time last year. I got the book for, I got the book, I read it. I got the book for instructional coaches who run our professional learning and our PLCs and help facilitate that. I shared it with them. They read it. They were interested in it. I said, well, let's talk real life. And so I asked Lily, said, hey, I know you're like slammed and busy, but do you got, do you have 30 minutes where you could talk to our coaches? And she did. They got fired up talking and talking to Lizzie um, about it. And then our coaches took it from there and started running with it. And so we did our first teaching sprint this fall. And we purposefully just did one this whole past semester because we wanted to really see how it would go, really spend some time reflecting on it. But we just kicked the other one off first of January. And we've already heard from staff, this is the most impactful professional learning we've ever had. And it's not, it's because they're actually doing it. They're not just talking about it not taking all year long. And so super proud and just happy to be a part of a group of people who hear an idea like this, they're testing it out, they're doing some action, but we're already impacting kids through what we're doing. And, and all of these micro shifts that we're making are going to lead, are leading, align with our agreement, align with our vision, and are going to lead us to bringing our vision to life. But it's through these tiny shifts multiplied. So we're excited about that. And kudos to you, like the focus and how relieving for staff, like doing this once, right? We're experimenting here. You know, it's not like all the time or whatever, and you know, continually adding to the plate. And then the piece, you know, really just the transferring the power, you know, to your teachers. It reminds me of DeFore's work, right? With the PLCs, but like learning by doing, right? It's action research. It's, you know, to me, I say ideas are great, but not the greatest. Well, what's the greatest? Doing stuff, honestly. So, uh, yeah. I mean, kudos to you. You're just doing such a great job. All right, cool. The last three questions I asked all my guests, we'll kick them off now. And one would be, Ben, if you could put a message on all school marquees around the world for a single day, what would your message be? So I think mine would be, and I've read this quote a long time ago. It actually comes from a fictional book, but the quote is basically, the guy's name is William Paul Young. He says, if anything matters, then everything matters. That's powerful to me because... You know, I think purpose is such a huge thing. I think sometimes 
People just think, oh, well, nothing I do matters. I don't affect anybody else. I don't have any power over anything. My actions don't matter. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. I think we're all, all connected in some way in our kids, our staff, our community. And every choice we make, every time we show love and kindness, every time we show respect, every time we're selfless, every time we serve, it means something. And so that's what I would have on the marquees. And if Ben was building his dream school, right? No constraints in terms of resources. The only limitation is your ability to imagine. How would you build the dream school? What would be the three guiding principles? So I think the first guiding principle there would, and we're, you know, it's fun to, to, you know, I've heard this question a ton, Danny. I've listened to your podcast for a long time. So I've even used this in interviews and stuff. It's lots of fun. But I think for me, speaking of interviews, is how we hire, right? I think one principle, I'm hiring for learners and ruckus makers and questioners and risk takers and the content and the pedagogy piece can come later, right? And I think that's just something that I love and live by, you know, another principle would be just, we would really focus on authentic learning for our kids and really making that focus and the highlight and not just what they're learning, but the process in which they're learning and the procedures they're doing and how that carries over to everything else in life. And so, and another principle would be just so much, what's the right word, connection and collaboration with the community broad. I think that's harder to do. And for me, that'd be such a goal. You know, if I had all the time in the world to be out in the community, really working with people, really connecting, bringing people in, doing those kinds of things. And so, you know, we're doing some of those things. It's always fun, you know, you know, without any constraints, man, you know, it'd be awesome. It would be. Cool. Well, we covered a lot of ground, Ben. And so of everything we talked about today, what do you think's the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember? Well, uh, the one thing I would love for the ruckus makers to remember is, you know, go give it a shot. Whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're doing, if you had that idea, go give it a shot. You know, you, you can always walk it back, whatever it is. You can always change, you know, changing your mind is not, you know, show that you're you know, a bad leader. It shows you're a great leader. Uh, and lots of great leaders change their minds and change them often. And so I think we got to be okay with that. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed.